You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for being here. A disturbing report emerged last week from the Detroit News, and it illustrated filthy and contaminated hospital equipment being used during procedures at the Detroit Medical Center. The investigative report showed DMC hospitals have a much bigger problem with unsterilized tools than most any other hospital around the two reporters responsible for that report. Join me now, Joel Kurth, a reporter at the Detroit News, and Karen Buffard. Welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, I, I have said uh, several times since I saw the report in, in, in the news, you know, I mean, it, it, it turned your stomach to read that story and uh, and and sort of watch as uh, as dangerous, dangerous practice uh, sort of unfolded at the largest medical institution here in, uh, in in the city of Detroit but but one of the things that I that I sort of have moved to uh, over time is not just sickness over the procedure itself but over the the people who have to deal with this I mean this is a city where uh, a lot of folks don't have a lot of choices about where they go for medical care DMC is still I believe, uh, the provider of last uh, resort uh, for uh, for the indigent and 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 folks in the train. It's it's the place that people can get to, the easiest. Uh, I, I, I am increasingly seeing this as an equity issue. Then, right, uh, a question of what do we provide and what care do we take for some of the most vulnerable citizens here uh, in the city of Detroit. Um, I think one thing that we have to keep in mind, though, is that not all safety net hospitals have filthy uh, right. surgical instruments. Right. So, um, and I, I'm pretty sure that, that that's an issue that will be raised because it is a safety net hospital, but uh, it does not appear to us that this has anything to do with the population that the hospital serves. Yeah. Um, I think we have to keep in mind that Tenna is a four for-profit hospital system. Um, at the time that uh, mayor, current mayor Mike Duggan was CEO of the DMC, um, it, the hospital system was about to go bankrupt, right. essentially. Right. Um, but that's no longer the, the uh, case. Um, the DMC is one of the, the better... It's doing well. Yeah, it's doing very well yeah. among tenant health systems. Yeah. Uh, so, so Joel Kurth, talk about what the the drivers then are for this very lax uh, uh, pr- procedure and process at, at the hospital. Well, what we looked at was, you know, we looked at over 200 documents and emails, and it shows that um, there have they have attempted to do things, um, and that they ha- there's been several moments throughout this timeline that's been going on for about a decade where they thought things were getting better, and then immediately thereafter, it would get worse. There's a lot of indication from the documents that we saw that there's significant union and um, management issues in in the central sterilization processing department, Um, in part because when Mayor Duggan merged uh, central sterile processing in 2010, they were represented by four unions, and the unions followed with it to one department. So you have four unions representing 70 people, and in email after email after email, you have managers saying, 
look, we did locker sweeps. We found 200 missing surgical uh, brushes in this guy's locker. Can't fire him. Um, you know, in the case of um, a, a little girl who um, had uh, blood come out of a pump during open-heart surgery, a central sterile processing worker was signed off on that as clean. Discipline was overturned. The, um, it got to the point where people were saying, I'm, we're not going to discipline. Doctors were saying, we're not going to um, file reports because this is a chronic problem. So even in the 186 um, children's hospital complaints we saw over a 17-month period, I, we are comfortable in thinking that that's kind of an underestimate on the problems because we spoke to doctors who said they simply don't file, file complaints anymore when this occurs. Wow, wow. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guests are Joel Kurth and Karen Buffard. They are reporters at the Detroit News. Last week, uh, they published a story in the Detroit News about uh, dirty and contaminated uh, medical equipment being used during procedures at the Detroit Medical Center. Uh, you want to join the conversation, uh, talk about what this story uh, meant to you, uh, whether you have had uh, interaction with the Detroit Medical Center uh, that, that sort of confirms this kind of uh, procedures, kind of lax procedure. Uh, I want to talk about uh, medical care here in the city of Detroit. DMC is still the largest uh, institution uh, providing medical care to folks uh, here in uh, the city. Give us a call, 313-577-1019 is the number, 313-577-1019. What, what do you think are the answers to to this problem? I mean, uh, Joel Kurth, you were just talking about this tension between management and the uh, the the collective bargaining agreements that govern uh, the way people uh, uh, operate at the at the hospital. What what are what are the solutions to this, Karen? Well, you know, I think certainly the investigation by the state, which was launched on Thursday, is a very good first step. I think it definitely needs to be looked at. Um, in addition to the things that that Joel was mentioning, I think that with regard to the uh, union of the employees, et cetera, et cetera. There are some structural things that I think need to be looked look at, such as the size of that sterile processing facility, the number of people who are staffing it, um, and whether or not they even have sufficient equipment uh, to, to do the sterilization process, as well as the correct number of different sets of instruments that they realistically need. Um, one of the things that came up over and over again in the emails was the issue of, of doctors not having access to the surgical tools that they needed and having to basically jerry-rig a solution by using a different, less, uh, you know, less um, appropriate instrument for their surgeries. So, Which is really frightening. I mean, you think about that. I mean, you think about the potential there for catastrophic outcomes or consequences. I mean, that's that's it right there in a nutshell. Right. And there were a couple times when doctors actually changed the procedure that they did. Um, they took a different approach to the surgery that was less um, appropriate than the one they originally wanted to because they didn't have the appropriate instrument. Yeah. Uh, what... Uh, 
Well, let's talk about the, the hospital's response uh, in your story. Um, I, I was a little surprised, I guess, by the response from executives at DMC. Uh, you figure you're, you're sort of told of this kind of problem. Uh, it's sort of an alarm bell kind of response that you would expect. It was It was a little more attenuated, I guess, than uh, I expected, Joel. It seemed very muted. Um, they have not uh, pointed out any factual errors um, with the story. They did send an email to doctors last week saying they disagree with some of it. Basically, if, if I can read between the lines, they are acknowledging to us that there is a problem, and they're saying it will be fixed. They did hire out, um, they did uh, privatize the management of central sterile processing. Um, coincidentally, one day after we talked to uh, them for the first time, in May, they signed a contract with uh, Unity Healthcare to start managing um, the department in uh, June 1st. And they're not really denying it. They're just saying people have not had, they, they can't find any incidents where people were harmed. Right, right. Um, and I guess I will, you know, I guess what's interesting is that every case we saw, these were very bloody, very um, bony equipment. Um, it, which were intercepted before they were able to get to a patient. And I guess I do sort of wonder, a lot of cases with, with dirty instruments, it's not that obvious. Right, right. They, they could be obvi- dirty in a way that's just not uh, uh, so so bloody, I guess, it would, right. be the, would be the the, the answer. Um, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guests are Joel Kurth and Karen Buffard. They are reporters at the Detroit News. <clears throat> they wrote a story last week in the paper about uh, dirty instruments being used during procedures at the Detroit Medical Center. Uh, you want to join the conversation, uh, talk about this story, talk about the Detroit Medical Center, your experiences with it. Did you have... Uh, an experience that confirms this kind of uh, report uh, from from the the medical system, or maybe you had a, a great experience at uh, DMC, and you were surprised to read about the problems that they're having. Three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number. That's three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. Karen and Joel, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the process of doing a story like this. I mean, like you, I work in an American newsroom uh, <laughs> and have for uh, several decades, and it's really different on the inside now than it, uh, than it used to be. A lot fewer of us around. Uh, resources are much tighter. People get a lot less time to do this kind of uh, journalism, and of course, uh, a lot of the criticism I hear of journalism that I think is really accurate is that there isn't enough time and there aren't enough reporters to do this kind of work. Talk about how things uh, work in your newsroom that you were able to get. I guess uh, you were able to work on this for for about six months. Right? Um, well, I, I do want to actually thank the Detroit News for giving us the opportunity to work on the story, especially myself as a, a healthcare writer. Joel is um, he is the he is an investigative reporter yes. full time, so that's that's his job. But I think it's kind of actually rare for a healthcare reporter to be given the opportunity to lay off of all of the other stories that I would have been covering to focus on one particular story. So um, I think it is um, you know. It does speak to the Detroit News's willingness to invest in good journal, good journalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree. I mean, ahead, I do John. think that our, our top management uh, 
you know, Gary Miles, Walter Middlebrook, and, and uh, John Woolman uh, knew immediately that this was a significant story that had broad impact. And, you know, it was never a matter of, you know, it's a lot of stories. It's, it's usually um, you have to do your best job up until this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was, we're going to get this done no matter how long it takes. Um, and, um, you know, just give us as much time and resources and um, support to, to, to do as good of a job as possible, which yeah. is awesome in yeah. this day and age. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, uh, becoming more and more uh, unusual. Uh, and and that's, that's the thing that I think uh, concerns me and lots of other folks. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Bruce in Detroit. Welcome to Detroit today. You there, Bruce? Hi, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Not bad. Listen, uh, I've been in and out of DMC facilities um, my entire career. I'm a retired child abuse investigator. And the questions that I have here, it seems to me that this is an issue that's trying to break up or throw arrows at the collective bargaining process. Um, I had real issues with regards to uh, the DMC becoming a for-profit hospital altogether simply because uh, a vast majority of their funding came from the federal government. Now, when Duggan got into office, and I really have some issues with that, um, I think that it all of a sudden took on a different approach in terms of trying to deal with the indigent or the less fortunate. And it's, it's amazing how, after all these years, this, in, this uh, sterilization process with, with surgical tools now becomes forefront. If it was happening before, I mean, if it's happening now, then it's been happening all along. So I have a real problem with really believing too much of any of what this, what's being said there. Okay, Bruce, uh, thanks very much uh, for the call and for your insight. I mean, somebody who's been on the inside of the DMC for uh, apparently some time. Guys, uh, I, I raised on the, on the program on Friday uh, the for-profit uh, issue and whether the, the profit motive, which now is, of course, part of the dynamic at the DMC because it is not anymore a, a nonprofit, whether that was one of the things that, uh, that contributed to this problem. Uh, what what do you see? Well, we really don't know at this point. We do know that the problem existed before the hospital system became a for-profit system. However, before it became a for-profit system, it was a bankrupt system. So they really didn't have very much money. They were really struggling to get along. Um, I will say, though, that when they did uh, merge those four hospital sterilization departments into one, they didn't add staff, um, they didn't, you know, add equipment, they didn't expand that facility. And what I understand from employees that I've spoken to, they've reduced the staff from about 100 people down to uh, less than 80 people. So um, what has happened um, under Tenet's watch has been a systematic uh, reduction of the, you know, the workforce of the of whole the, hospital the workforce, system, yeah, not just yeah. sterile and, and it's hard, I guess it's hard to, to, to imagine that that doesn't have something to do with these kind of problems. Would you say that, Joel? Well, I mean, I just want to add one thing that the caller did mention. Uh, there is, Mike Duggan, um, you know, was the head of the CEO for a long period over this, and he's, he's consistently declined comment. Yeah. Uh, on what he knows, and I, I do think he could shed 
some light on on what happened over there. I, I mean, it would be great if we could get the mayor to talk about that. Uh, and I would imagine there are several reporters around town pursuing that. Maybe, maybe two I'm talking to right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Joel Kurth and Karen Buffard, reporters uh, at the Detroit News. Thanks very much for joining us on Detroit Today, and congratulations on uh, your great work last week. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. All right, up next, uh, how does the rest of the world view American politics? We're going to sort of circle back to the first conversation a little bit that we had uh, on the program about uh, protest here in America, but, but we're going to make it more global. What does the rest of the world expect from the United States, and how does that play out in the 2016 presidential election? Stay with us on Detroit Today.